talk hurricanes on the line. We always looking for a QB to drop some dimes. Talking to you with Sebastian Lane. Only scouting five star players to impact the game. The whole point is to make a run for the ship. Throwing bones, whether we at home or on a trip. What we want, blue chips. Or a beast in the middle of that defense to make a hit or flip. When they try to come through the eight gap without block, you can bet whoever got the rock face gets slapped. You know that you only bring in the fastest. Bonafide athletes that can catch it or pass it. Electrifying talent that can take you to the house. Coming for the top dogs on the coast and in the south. So if you think you know the game, get your talk on. And if you ain't riding with the canes, go ahead and get your walk on. We talking about the game with Sebastian Lane. And scouting the recruits that can really bang. Players with stats to make the Hall of Fame. It's called a dynasty, watch it rise again. We talking about the game with Sebastian Lane. And scouting the recruits that can really bang. Players with stats to make the Hall of Fame. It's called a dynasty, watch it rise again. What's going on? What's happening? Welcome back to another Sebastian Lane with your boy Rasta and Dave. Um, back, man. Uh, we got through a bye week. Healthy. Looks like a lot of recovery has happened. Um, about to go take a swing at some yellow jackets and uh, hopefully come out with another dub. <clears throat> this week feels different, though. Um, you know, when we look at it, coming out of bye week, we usually banged up regardless, a few guys or whatever. We're getting out of this bye week, and it seems like guys are starting to come back, like Elijah Arroyo, who hasn't played all year, um, Dean Mezador. Like, a lot of these guys seem to be, you know, coming back, like, you know, healthy. Um, we'll, we'll see what's going on with Mezador. You know, it hasn't been announced yet there. But um, hopefully, you know, we can stay healthy, get through this, because that's a huge problem, you know, with a lot of guys trying to rush back at times, too. So hopefully it'll be a good, you know, good day, good week. I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, seems like we're halfway through college football already, man. So it's another week, another great week of college football as well. As you know, we'll get through that at the end of the show. If you're watching right now, please go like, subscribe if you're on the podcast um, apps, Apple, iTunes, wherever you're watching or listening. Please go subscribe. Listen to every one of our shows through the Miami Flow channel. Um we will be dropping these every game day. It's our little Miami way of having our own college game day. So with that being said, how you doing tonight, man? How's your weekend going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy, busy week, but a good week. You know, a blessed yeah. week. You know, I'm not complaining about the work, but it, it, it is. It's been a busy week. So, uh, I mean, one, one good thing about a busy week is it goes by fast. So. You know, you kind of come out of that bye week. And the bye week's cool. You know, you kind of try to convince yourself, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, Canes are safe and sound. I'm going to kick back and just enjoy these games. But you know in the back of your mind you're missing the Canes. So, you know, busy week, fast week, and and, and now it's time to get to watch our Canes again. And uh, I'm I'm excited about it, excited about this Georgia Tech game, and I want to see us come out and do what we're supposed to do. Yeah, um, I mean – you know, obviously Georgia Tech's coming off a deflating loss to Bowling yeah. Green. Um, honestly, it kind of looked like us last year against Middle Tennessee State. I mean, every time <laughs> yeah. Georgia Tech, you know, they would swing, they would punch it back, and it would be ten times harder. Um, it happens, man. Honestly, I mean, it's college football across the land of it. Past fifteen years, it's, it's I don't say it's, it's even, but it's, the playing fields are kind of leveling out a little bit. You know, it's not the old days where you could put your second string, third string in. 
from the start and go beat Bowling Green fifty six to ten. It's just not like that anymore. Um, you know, I love I love seeing when I saw saw the press conference. I loved what um, Coach Dawson said. He said, I'm going to throw a stat at you. And he said, this has been true since the beginning of time. Every Saturday, half the teams win, half the teams lose. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I don't know. It never gets talked about. Because everybody yeah. wants to talk, oh, Georgia Tech's two and three. Oh, you know, they're coming off a of, uh, loss to Bowling Green. What is y'all, What does it matter? Do you think you're really going to see that same team? Right. No. They're going to come, like, that same team that, that played last week was not the same team that beat Wake Forest a couple weeks ago. Right. It's not the same team in week one that battled Louisville to the, to the clock struck uh, quadruple zeros. Yep. It's just not, bro. Everybody game plans different. It honestly looked like they slept walked through it. Yes. You know, and I'm not saying Georgia Tech, Georgia or Alabama, right. but you still got to, bro, they got some dogs at the end of the day. We're going to jump into that in a second. But it's another fabulous day uh, for college football. So I'm excited, ready for this. We're gonna have we're changing up our college pick'em a little bit. Not just doing ten games anymore. We're gonna do ten, probably not not just ten. We're gonna do a lot. We're gonna just we're gonna talk football um, at the end of the day. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about all of these. Um, so it's exciting, man. It's another day that Miami now can go five and zero coming out of bye week. I want to talk about that. So we have not won a single game coming out of the bye week since 2016. That's insane. That's crazy. That that's unheard of. Mark Rick was the coach back then. Just 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 to kind of put that in perspective. That that's that's three coaches ago, bro. We can't have that. I like we cannot have that at all. That's that's sad. So <laughs> that's kind of what I want to talk about right quick before we jump into Georgia Tech. Yeah. What are you expecting? Out of this team, come Saturday night eight eight o'clock. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Everything that I expect, everything I want to see, was wrapped up with Mr. James Williams when he was taught, asked about the the Miami Night uniforms. Right. You know, it's fun, and you know the fans are excited, and you know the the blackout and, and all that. It's great, you know. But he had, he literally came out and said, you know, it don't matter what we wear and what color pants, what color helmets, stuff and that. Coach Cristobal has laid out, you know, a culture, a, a standard, and we got to go play football. It don't matter what we wear. And, and I, that was refreshing because in the past, it's like those uniforms and things like that kind of took, went to the forefront of things. And I think that's why, you know, last year we didn't get to see those. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I saw this year, you know, when, when we got to wear the green jerseys, I was like, oh, wow, Mario kind of giving a little here. And now yeah. with these, but I'm going to tell you what, yeah. and I've said this in some group chats, and I'm going to tell you right now, those boys come out in those Miami Night uniforms and don't uh, play hard. Mario going to have them wearing leather helmets and no <laughs> chin straps and no face masks, man. He's going to take them back to ground zero. Days. So enjoy it. You know, and Mario said it, you know, I don't care what we wear, but just look good when you do it. And he wasn't That's just talking about what the uniform looks like and look good on the mm -hmm. field and how you play. So, that's what I want to see. I want to see us, number one, coming out of a bye week, and I want us to have used that bye week for what we're supposed to, not to lay around, not to, you know, all this jazz, to work, to get healthy, to study on Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has a new defensive coordinator. I don't know what that entails. I have no idea. I don't know anything about him. But I know they, they 
made a drastic move, and I got to respect him for that middle of the season, and you just up and demote your D.C., you know, and, and promote somebody else. So I think that's a big right. move for them. So they're trying to make moves, man. They're trying to correct some things. And I think Georgia Tech is a much better football team than people are giving them credit for. And I hope that on Saturday it looks like I don't know what I'm talking about because hopefully we come out and take that good football team, oh, yeah. right, and, and just take them to the woodshed. So, you know, I want to see healthy, but more importantly, I want to see us come out and not come out flat. That's a crazy stat that you mentioned, that we have not won a bye week in that long. I don't want to come out flat. I don't want to look like it's been a bye week, you know what I'm saying, or an off week. How about there's a difference in being off and having a bye week. I don't look yeah. like we took a week off. I want to look like it was a bye week. We got healthy. We rested. We've prepared. We've watched film, all that stuff. And I think I really like hearing Coach Cristobal say that over this bye week, we found six to eight more guys who are now going to contribute. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of gives you the idea that we have used it the right way. Some dudes have put in some work and they, they've they done some things in practice, shown up in the film room, shown up in meetings. Now you got six to eight more guys and we know in the depth from a depth perspective, how important that's going to be. So uh, I'm just, I may see what we look like, man. I got high expectations. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're looking at a bye week, it's 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 considered a bye week, you know. You don't have a game. Doesn't right. mean you go you go home and take a vacation. Like <laughs> right. no, your vacation at the end of the year. Yes, you kind of get a couple of weeks off before you go back and start training. You know that that's your vacation for your yearly work duties, right? Yeah. To me, this when you look at this, it's it's like you're still going to work. But when that paycheck comes in, how, how does it look at the end of the day? Are you getting paid for what you put in, or are you uh, not? It still falls on you, you know. So like. That's kind of how I take a bye week. I don't really – I don't like how we've come out and passed. We've looked slow. we look sluggish. We've looked drained. Heads look like they're still on South Beach. Like Yes. Piss poor, you know. Yes. So, hopefully, you know, it's a whole different look. This team looks like they're, they're starting to change their mentality, starting I to take so. on the mentality of the coach. You know, the culture change, right? Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks good, right? It looks, looks up to par. So let's jump into this a little bit. Because I'm ready to talk Georgia Tech. Do it. When you've watched them so far, their offense, what are some things that have st- like stood out to you? What are some things that we got to kind of watch for with them? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, when I, when I mentioned they're a better football team, then I think a lot of people are giving them credit for it. And a lot of it is on the offensive side of the football. Uh, they have a quarterback who's more than capable. I think he, I think he's like 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, something like that. You know, um, they throw the ball around. They protect him. They do a, a very good job of giving him time and allowing him to do what he's going to do. And so I think it's going to be important for us to kind of try to change that up a little bit, put some pressure on him, get in his face. But uh, they, they have, you know, not a really big uh, wide receiver group but they've got several guys who stay involved. Um, you know, they got to run him back. I think, I think he's averaging, was it Haynes or something like that, his name? He's averaging uh, right at six yards a carry, something like that, a couple of touchdowns. I think he's right around 400 yards on the season. So they've got guys. They've, right. They have a team, and they have an offensive team. Now, we mentioned earlier, and I know you're going to talk defense, but we mentioned they replaced their D.C., right? Their offense, their offense is not bad. Uh, we mentioned the the Louisville game. You know, they scored with Louisville. They played that football game right to the very end. 
And Louisville, we've talked about them. I think Louisville's a, a really good team, really good coach team. I, I'm a big fan of Coach Brom. So, you know, they went head-to-head with them, came out on the losing side barely, but, you know, still. Right. And, uh, you know, another loss to Ole Miss, you know, an SEC team, you know, in the lane train. So they're not a terrible football team. And this is not the Georgia Tech where in the past we just had to sit there and deal with that. Everybody, ever, they still have that triple option, mumbo, jumbo, whatever. Right. Every time you talk Georgia Tech, that's not Georgia Tech anymore. They're trying to do some things down there. And uh, the offensive side of the ball, they got some folks believing a little bit. And I think I think they're going to show up Saturday, to be honest with you. It would do them a world of good, not just in the record books, but with morale and to get that team coming back around to come to Miami and, put it in, and walk out there with a W. So I want to see from us, I want to jump on them quick. I think it's yeah. important to get on them quick, establish how this game's going to go, and play it the way that we should. But if you if you give him time, if we can't get some pressure on that quarterback and he's allowed to sit back there and throw, it could be a long day. They, like I said, they have weapons, they've got options, and they're not a bad program. No, I definitely agree. I mean, I'm gonna give you a couple stats. They're averaging 300 yards in the air. Absolutely. Yep. They're also averaging 170 yards on the ground. Yep. They're almost averaging 500 yards, almost. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. um, and they're a pretty disciplined team, bro. They're only they like, are like five penalties a game is what they're yeah. averaging. Yeah. I mean, nothing crazy. It's like a holding call, you know. Yeah. So and Haynes, Haynes King. I mean, four like four games. He's got four interceptions. So I get it. You know, like you said, I mean, he's got 1,500 yards passing, 50, 15 touchdowns, bro. I mean, out of a quarterback at Georgia Tech, would not the the crazy athletes i mean that's pretty good numbers you know yeah. and i i agree bro that that running back jamal Haynes, yeah 400 yards on the ground but he's also lethal in the air like he's yeah. got 12 112 yards you let so, him start you let him start getting in his rhythm and start feeling that game and start being a part of that game if you if that happens early and he starts getting a little a little wind beneath them wings man it, it, it's going to be tough and with that quarterback, I, I love those stats right there because that shows you, and you mentioned not always the greatest athletes, that shows you he makes the most of what he's got. You know what exactly. I'm saying? He gets that ball around, he gets it out. But if he's yep. allowed to stand back there and, and kind of scan that field, I don't know. That's not some, That's not a, a place you want to be with him. you got to take into accountability, too. He can make moves with his, with his feet. He's got Absolutely. almost 200 yards on the ground. Yep. they got two running backs that rotate, uh, Cooley and Haynes. Mm-hmm. Just, he's over 200 yards too with three, yeah. three touchdowns on the ground. He's a bigger back, but I mean, they got some weapons, you know. And then you look at the receivers, obviously, like you said, Eric Singleton, he's not the biggest dude, no. but he's quick. Yeah. Like, he's got five touchdowns already on the year, you know. Yeah. He's averaging 18 yards of reception. And then obviously, Malik Rutherford, he's more their possession guy. He's got, you know, 22 receptions on the year, but dude, they got five receivers averaging 100, or over 100 yards. They spread the ball. Yeah. So you definitely better take that into accountability. Um, but I, I'll say this. It's going to be a really good test for our defense, at least to me, because we haven't really faced the, the small twitchy guys yet. We we had a few, you know, like to, uh, Temple and uh, Bethune. Like I had some small, quick guys, but Jaden Davis, the Corey Couch, like those dudes are really going to have to get after it. DP is going to have to ball out. Like, these guys are going to give them all they can handle. They're quick. Um, so and, and they like to get open. But I will say 
their O-line isn't really the best. So I think our D-line is going to have to establish dominance. And I think that's what's going to help kind of establish the game. And as long as we can hold them below 20 points, I mean, obviously you can give up 24, 25. I agree because I think we can score. But you shouldn't give up more than 20 points. I say around 14 to 17 max um, just because they're really not that elite yet. Um, like you said, they have some skill guys that, that get get loose. But our D-line has got to be dominant from, from start to finish. Rotate all you guys in, but all of me to eat. Ruben Bain, if Mesero hopefully plays Dean. But you need guys like LT to establish his first-round status, you know, in a game like this. Because it's going to boost his confidence going into ACC play. Like, that's going to be a huge thing for him. And, yes, our, our, our corners are going to get tested. But like I mentioned, they like to bring that running back out the backfield late. You'll see a lot of delayed um, halfback passes. And he'll just come right behind and sit behind the, the um, D-line. A double down game, eight, nine yards. So our linebackers better be ready as well. Um, what I want to see, though, and I know we talk about this, obviously, like you, you said, triple option is what Georgia Tech's known for. So no matter what, we always have said this when you face Georgia Tech, discipline. Yep. Understand your gaps. Understand your assignments. What are, what are, what are you supposed to do? It doesn't matter what, what you're seeing. Do your job. Do your job, and everything will take care of itself. That's what we have got to do. That, and you'll dominate Georgia Tech as long as you are disciplined. As long as you you do your assignments, you should be okay, you know. So, Hank King, he's going to obviously be somewhat of, a, of, a, of a, um, a thorn in our side because here we go to run the quarterback. That's always been our Achilles heel. You know, that's most of everybody's Achilles heel anyways, you know, the running quarterback. So, but he, he can do it with both. So, he, he's not – he's a gunslinger at the end of the day. So now I watched, you know, a couple highlights today of Wake Forest game in Louisville. I'm not going to watch the Bowling Green because, like I said, that's not going to be the team that shows up this week. No. Georgia Tech shows up tonight is going to be a national championship type of caliber team. Guarantee you're going to get Georgia Tech's best shot because we're always the Super Bowl. At the end of the day, we're everybody's Super Bowl. Everybody wants to throw down to you. Everybody wants to say I beat Miami. So that's what you're about to see. You're literally about to get this Yellow Jackets A game. So – do your job. I think we'll be fine. I, I do. I think I think we may get a couple turnovers. Um, you know, so just do your job. We should run out of this convincingly. Now, Move it over. We need to take one more thing quick. We need to take that game Georgia Tech playing last week and just completely erase it from yeah, everything that we see. You don't need, you don't watch that film. Not I, I heard Coach Gidder say that this week. I'm not that okay. scratch that game. You yeah, know, I scratch got it. it. I, yeah. we we didn't care. Like yeah. you're not gonna get that same team. So and I think Coach Dawson mentioned or, or Coach Cooper, somebody else, but there was yeah. I know Coach Gitter did. Um, so moving along into our offense, what do you see that our offense can maybe execute on, establish, you know, kind of what do you think we're offensively going to have to do to beat Georgia Tech? Yeah, well, I think I mean at the end of the day, I'll just be honest, we should be able to do pretty much what we want to do. But I think a big thing to me is running the football. One thing Georgia Tech. Kent doesn't do well is stop the run and uh you know being being excited about our offensive line being excited about our physicality this year being excited about our, our running back by committee and several guys that have shown they can get the job done at the end of the day if if one thing's not working we should literally be able to line up and run that football 
for one or two things, if we need to do it to be successful or do it, you know, to kind of take some pressure off Tyler Van Dyke. And, and if we're if we're able to run that football like we should, right. then you flip it over. And honestly, Tyler Van Dyke should have just an enormous day, I, I think. I agree. And, yeah, and I, I feel like once you get into that second half, I know you and I were talking before we got on here, and I was saying, man, if we get in that second half and it's tied, I'm going to be nervous. Getting in that second half, we should really be leaning on them, honestly, uh, from a physical standpoint to where they just kind of start to, you know, thin out a little bit. So offensively, I think you got an opportunity again maybe to get some guys get some really good looks as far as a conference opponent. You know, we've had some right. guys get in with some games and things like that. But th this is conference, and it's like Coach Cristobal said, you know, when, once you start conference play every week, it's a playoff week. So, you know, you come in, you get, you got Georgia Tech, a conference team, and, uh, you know, maybe yep. you jump on them quick and let some guys get in and get some burn. But I think that run game should really, really carry the load on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I watched them defensively today, like really broke them down and studied them a lot. And they do struggle a lot with the run. And I think yeah. a lot of that is because – and I watched the Wake, Wake Forest game. I don't really think that's a testament – to their abilities because mm -hmm. Wake Forest is hard with that delayed RPO. You know, they kind of just hold it in the running back's um, stomach, chop their feet up to the line to see what their defense is going to do, and then do a burst off the, you know, scene or whatever, 40-yard run. Right. So, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong, they're not, but we've got to really be patient. Our running backs especially, because our O-lines are going to create holes. It's just going to happen. Their middle of their D-line is probably their weakest. You know, the edges is what I think is, is their strongest point. And when I watch them, they would literally eat the middle. And you'll see sometimes Georgia Tech will D-line will crash in and a running back will, will like literally crash into the, the pile and then burst around it and takes up the field for 20 yards. So you got to be patient, trust, trust your ability, trust your, uh, trust your lineman. But I think I think they're going to me if I'm Georgia Tech and I know my weakest thing is is my running game, and Miami is that's their one of their strongest points. They're averaging 200 yards a, a game. I'm stacking a box. Oh, you're yeah. gonna have to be there. I'm sorry, but your guys are just gonna have to be. be you're not gonna kill me like Kentucky did Florida last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a shot at Florida. Um, but I, I, you've got to to some point establish some type of the deep defense. You know, if you're Georgia Tech, you gotta sit here and say, "I'm just gonna stop the run. I'm gonna stop the pass." But one thing I will say, and give a stat to give, they're giving up 200 yards in the air. That's not that bad, honestly. You know, not when you're giving up 224 on the ground. <laughs> so it's kind of like they're already kind of picking their poison. Just yeah, they're trying to beat teams in the air. I would flip that because I like watching them. One-on-one is kind of what you'll get a lot of times. If your defenders, if your corners can get a little help, you know, sticking an arm out, bad throw. But if you're getting beat on the ground, and I mean beat consistently, you got to hope for a fumble. You got to hope for a mistake, like offsides, holding. You got to hope for that, which isn't really – it's not – it doesn't happen, you know, unless it's just – it's a horrible play, you know. So, I mean, I would switch it up. And trust my corners. I'm gonna stack the box. I'm gonna put eight in the box and, and tell you you just got to beat me. And and at the end of the day, if you get beat doing that, then you need to you probably need to go recruit a little better. You know, yeah. you might need to adjust your personnel. And I think 
I will say this though. Georgia Tech has a defensive end named um oh, what's his name? Kyle, I think Kennard. I think yeah, Kyle Kennard, number nine. That dude is a beast. He's got five sacks on the year already. Mm-hmm. He's got fifteen tackles, I think. Um yeah, fifteen tackles. That dude is going to be a menace. He does he's not their starter, but he gets starter like snaps. I mean that dude he makes the most of them. Um, he's like their strongest point. And then they got a linebacker, uh, Paul Maula, Mola, something like that, M-O-A-L-A. He's like their leading tackler, but he's also got like 14 – or I'm sorry, he's got like four sacks also in a season. So to me, that's their two strongest. And watching the, the Wake Forest game and the Louisville game, Georgia Tech can stop comeback routes. It didn't matter if it was a little hitch. It didn't matter if it was a, if it was a, a in route. It didn't matter what it was. Any short, bro, their their DBs were playing 10, 15 yards off the ball. They were just taking what they were giving them. So I think that's kind of where they got beat at. And then if it's – what they like to do is if it's short yardage, third and two, second to third or whatever, they'll, they'll come up, play man, but their corners aren't quick enough, you know, with their hand. So I think our wide receivers could exploit that. And that's why I think we actually end up having – better game in the air than we do on the ground. Because I think Georgia Tech's going to really try to stop us on the ground, yeah. honestly. I think I think you touched on something when you're talking, you know, you would flip that, you know, and do the – I think, you know, you take all these defensive numbers and everything that we talk about with defense with Georgia Tech and you kind of just sort of throw it out because we really honestly don't know what we're going to see from them. And when uh-huh. you look at – and when you look at uh, – the gentleman who was promoted to the D.C., uh, Sherer, Sherer, however you say his name. Yep. I mean, dude's been around. You know, he's he's a linebacker coach by trade. So, you know, their linebackers are going to be coached up. And it's not like he's just stepping in. He was the co-D.C. linebacker coach anyway. Yep. Uh, he, he's been in the league, been with the Giants. You know, uh, he's been at Georgia. He's been at Tennessee. You know, he's been around some, some winning programs. He's been in right. the NFL. He knows what he's doing. So I think, you know, I think it's going to be a test kind of early on to sort of see what are we going to see out of Georgia Tech and then how do we react. It's going to be very tough to go into this game and be prepared because you really don't know what to prepare for, you know, unless you're going to go back and pull some film. But it's going to be hard to do that because he hasn't been at D.C., I don't think, since Tennessee, like in 19, 18, 19, something like that. So it's been a couple yep. of years. So mm-hmm. just a lot has changed. So it's going to be interesting to see what they throw at us and what they look like early on and kind of adjust from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, obviously, both of us got Miami winning. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> we always um, agree at least on one thing every week, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, I think it's. I think we touch forty again. Um, I don't think we allow them to get to twenty. Yeah. I have it at 48-17, somewhere around there. Um, I think. I think Georgia Tech will move the ball. You know, I think they'll have. Two three hundred yards, you know, total. I just don't think I. I think we we end up getting a couple turnovers and, you know, that I don't I don't like the bend don't break. I hate that defense, but I think we tighten up a little bit once they get close to that red zone. So I got us winning 48, 40, I would say forty eight thirteen. Give them two field goals. Forty eight thirteen. I want fifty. I, I want I fifty. I, I I want fifty. I I think maybe early on, like the first. I don't know, series, maybe first years offensively for us. When we come out and kind of see, hey, how are they going to play this thing? What are they going to do? 
but after that, I think things kind of get cooking pretty good. Oh, and, yeah. and again, I, I think they're going to be good enough to move up and down the field. But I just, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to go something. I'm going to go 51 to 10 canes. I take it. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it happens, but it makes me feel better right this second sitting here on the show. Yeah. I'm going to go 51-10. I'm with you. Um, so, obviously, we're recruiting guys. That's what we do. Um, it's just kind of that type of year, man. It's, it's hard to get these kids on, especially with our schedule. You know, we're not as free, I wish. But, um, obviously, we still do our thing. We're still going to get back into it. Um, it's just been it's that time of the year. So, But looking at this, this visitor's list, I mean, you got blue trips all across the board, 24, 25, 26. Oh, man. Few guys that haven't been announced as of, obviously, recording the show at Thursday night. Thursday night. Um, things could change between tomorrow and Saturday for sure. But there's some other guys that haven't been announced that's going to be there that are committed to other schools. So that list is impressive. Um, and if you're in the Discord, then obviously you'll see – my visitor list that I posted, I'm not going to get in here because I'll be spitting off for the next 20 minutes names. Um, but there's about 50 at least on that list already. Um, so if you want to see it, hop in the Discord. It is in there. Um, if you're not in the Discord, man, hop in. We're always in there. Chop, chopping it up, talking it up, uh, having fun. Yeah, bro. That, that place is wild. Um, so obviously there should be – a some good news coming soon. Um, I would predict a, a couple commitments within the next couple weeks. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, nobody's announced their times yet, but it's getting that time. Yeah, in October, I would expect it. I'm also expecting, not really from us, we'll get some guys, but there's no, it's just in general across the landscape of football, the decommitment season is real. It's about to be crazy it's gonna be a free-for-all so um get it ready get excited because you're gonna be able to troll and have all the fun and everything else so it's that time of the year now the fun time of our show me and dave love to do our sebastian lane pick them now it's a little different obviously we're gonna go game by game so there's like i think 15 games we're gonna go talk about uh, I'm not sure exactly how many, but there's a lot. So we'll get into it so we can kind of hurry everything up because obviously this will show Saturday morning. Everybody will watch college game day and prep and get every, uh, get your stuff ready for games. So we'll get through this, man, so we won't hold everybody up so much longer. So game one, Arizona travels to Los Angeles to take on the Trojans who are 5-0. Coming off a, a weird game against Colorado, um, obviously me and Dave got that right. Both of us picked Colorado or USC that week. Um, but getting into this, Arizona sitting at three and two, USC sitting at five and zero. Oh. Obviously, it's not the start Arizona wished for. USC's kind of they got a lot of things to fix here. I'm going Trojans because I just don't think I don't think Arizona can outscore them. Honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think they have to do with fire, firepower. But I got Trojans here, but I I don't know. I don't think they blow them out. I don't think it's a blowout. I, I don't know if they get to 50. I'll say that. So, who you got? 
if USC gets to 50, Arizona getting to 51. Arizona <laughs> going to, man, listen, USC, I think, I think USC, number one, you're right. They got some issues, man. I watched that game last week and they, they came out. I thought, okay, here we go. And they just, they were that defense. Whoo, my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't know, man. I think they come out of that game dragging a little bit, you know, uh, kind of got their lip down and, here comes Arizona in, and I just – I don't know. I'm going to do it. Give me Arizona yeah. and that upset right off the bat. Right off the bat. It kind of shot me here. Um, can't even lie about that. And that's also no knock to Colorado. Um, but if you watch that game, I mean, yeah, it, no, USC blew them out. They did. Game. It just – I don't know what happened coming out of that. I don't either. It, it was one thing that happened. It was another thing that they never stopped it. Yeah. Like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, okay. Here they come. Here they come. And I was sitting, I was sitting here watching that, and I'm like, okay, okay. Here they come. Okay, they're going to stop it. And they just never made. Uh, if they did make adjustments, it wasn't work, bro. I don't know what happened, and I honestly have no answer for that. But it's, it's, it's it happens. It's momentum. We know it's college football. But to be to have that gap. And to watch them just start coming back, and I was like, "Oh my God, they're going to do it! Colorado's going to." And and because of that, yeah, because I just think the Trojans, I think they left a lot out there, oh, and that they just didn't put back yet. Yeah, they just had issues. They just did not look good to me at all. Yeah. So jumping right into our next one, Arkansas travels to Oxford, Mississippi. Um, obviously, Mississippi not finishing the way they wanted to against Alabama, um, you know, now four and one. Arkansas, who has had some small chance losses that, honestly, you could flip a coin and they could be four and one right now. Um, so this, to me, this is going to be one of those hard-fought games because Arkansas is just – they're I mean, they're a physical, hard-nosed team, but I don't think they can outscore Ole Miss here. I got to go Rebels. Yeah. And – I'll be honest with you, man. I think Lane, he's gotten a lot of flack for the Alabama loss. He really has. But I think if he's able to kind of clean it up, moving down the road, and possibly get into, let's say, the SEC West Championship, you know, or winning the West and getting to the SEC Championship, obviously that heat will back off of him a little bit. But I think this is the game that, that he really does need to, to kill somebody. Like, I mean, blow out. I don't know if that happens, but he needs that type of win right here, especially at home, especially against the SEC opponent. I got the Rebels here. Who you got? Yeah, I could literally not say anything here because I agree like, almost verbatim with everything that you just said. And, I, th- you know, Arkansas physical, I get that. But, you know, Ole Miss, the loss to Bama, I mean, I almost don't even count that. I went, you know, against Coach Saban in that game, and I apologize publicly, and I'll do it again. But <laughs> – I just I, – I, I agree, like I said, with what you said. I just – at the end of the day, I just don't think they can outscore them. I don't think they can hang with them offensively. And I think there's been – there's been a little chatter, a little, little chippy talk here about Lane Kiffin and, you know, he was offensive guy and he was the next dude. And now he's kind of – and I think I think he would want to show something on Saturday. I agree. So, moving, obviously, to our next one. Speaking of Alabama, right, they <laughs> head down to Aggieland. College Station. This to me, honestly, is 
kind of the game of the week here. To yeah, me. I agree. I mean, there's, there's a bunch, but I really want to watch this because I want to see his Texas a for real. You know, obviously they lost to us, um, and that was a, that was an early game of the year. It was at Miami. I get it. There's a lot you can say about AM. But they don't have that same starting quarterback. They got Max Johnson now, who's a little different of a different quarterback. He's not going to make the, the plays with his legs. And, you know, he's not really the guy. He don't have the crazy arm talent. But you got an angry Alabama team coming into town. A lot of people are knocking on it right now. Oh, Saban's done. Oh, Alabama's over. Like, you got a lot of attention on Alabama right now. And um, went to Tuscaloosa last year, beat them. They're headed down to College Station. I personally got to go A&M here. I just think, one, I think that, that D-line is, is insane. I think that that team is talented across the board. I think they can roll them in and out. I said that against us. Um, I just don't know if Alabama has the star power on offense. And that's crazy to say. Alabama don't have star power. I think that's wild. I went with <laughs> Bama against the Rebels, um, and it worked for me. I just – one, Miami needs this type of a and win because it's going to help a lot. Absolutely. But I think A&M is one of the most disrespected teams right now, sitting outside the top 25. They're a 4-1 team with some impressive wins already, and here they are at, at like 26, 27, whatever rank. Meanwhile, you got an LSU team who's 3-2 and two, who's top, ranked in the top 25. So, and, not, and there's people talking about A&M. Don't get me wrong. But A&M is playing victim right now. And I think they're going to come out angry. I think they'll come out hungry. I don't think it's some crazy blowout. I don't I don't expect that. I would laugh if it is. But I, I think A&M wins here. What you got? Man, when I sent you my picks, I didn't even say Alabama. I said Saban. Saban. <laughs> I didn't even say Alabama. I said Saban. And I ain't just picking Bama over A&M. I'm picking Saban over Jimbo. Uh, A&M sitting out the top 25 because we're sick of y'all. It's every year with y'all. Here you are, 4-1, and one, and now it's your time. It's your time to, to, to just go away. Here we go. 4-2, yeah. and two, and then 4-3, and three, and then 5-3, and three, and then 5-4, five 5-5, and 5-6. Five and five, five and it's time. <laughs> it's just time. So I'm yeah. going to Alabama, and I think, you know, you mentioned the star power of Alabama. You said it sounds crazy to say that. I'll go right along with you. I think it's crazy to say. I think Alabama needs to come in this game pissed off. Alabama yes. needs to come in here feeling a little bit disrespected because right. people are kind of questioning a little bit. I want our program to get to that level that when we lose a game, everybody goes, oh, man, they're done. It's over. You know, I just right. I think Alabama needs to come in here and play like Alabama. They need to come in with a chip on their shoulder. And I think this is a huge game. I agree that this is probably oh, yeah. the game of the week because both sides got something to prove. Right, we know what this would mean for A and M, right? Could you get you, the money's worth on that recruiting class? You are like we know how A and M is right now on the recruiting yeah. trip. Could you imagine A and M at home with a huge win against Bama? Oh my yeah. god! There will be there will be three hundred and eighty-seven thousand people in that damn stadium on Saturday. That place it's will packed. be. They will be sitting on each other's shoulders. <laughs> It there will be there'll be four hundred and twenty nine thousand people at that game on Saturday. Well, that that'd be a place to be on Saturday. I agree. So moving into our next one, Colorado heads down to Arizona to face Sun Devils. This one I, I just kind of put on here because 
I'm not sure what Colorado is just yet. You know, yeah. had a great start to the season, three and zero, and they faced obviously the two top guys in the conference. They lose both of them, but you got Arizona State coming in town, who's not as bad as the record seems. They're like they're one of four. There's no doubt about that, but they're a team that could give Colorado a run for the money. Is what I'm saying, and I know that sounds crazy because it, technically before we'd be like, oh man, Colorado's gonna lose every game. This Colorado team's different. So, and, and yes, I get it, Coach Prime and, and the, the stars he's got, I get it. But this, to me, is one of his first true road tests. I, I get it. He was at Oregon. But I think everybody knew that game was – it was over from the start. They didn't give him a chance. He's got a chance in this game, right? And his team's going to fight, and they're going to play. I got Colorado here. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think Arizona can stop them offensively. And this is – if I'm Arizona State's coach, I'm literally blitzing him every – like you're, you might get one or two on me, but you, you're going to get the house. I'm bringing a linebacker. I'm bringing the safety. I'm bringing the corner. I'm bringing it. I'm, we're coming because under pressure, Shador doesn't do well. And if they pick up the blitz, he could be fine. But um, as far as like, you know, can he oh, – can he um, handle it when they get to him? Their offensive line is not the best, you know, and that's no knock. They're going to get better each game, obviously, but I don't think Arizona State can score, you know, match for match with them. I think, honestly, I got I got Colorado, Colorado winning about two touchdowns. Yeah, I think I mentioned USC from that game. I think, you know, they left a lot. I think Colorado went the opposite, and I think they built a lot. I think they got some momentum going. They they came back. I still have no idea how USC allowed that to happen. But, okay, Colorado came back, and they didn't quit and blah, blah, blah. But I hate those damn sunglasses that everybody's wearing. So <laughs> give me Arizona State, man. After this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I – I don't want Arizona State to lose, but I also don't care if Colorado loses. That, yeah, it's not a break or make or break for me. I just, honestly, I want to be right at the end yeah. of the day. Like, especially with this, you know. Yeah. So, I, I won't be watching that game. I'll find out the results when I'm like catching the score, you know, on the bottom of the ticker and all that. Right. I will be watching that. Yeah, I, I can't watch it this week. I got some family stuff going on, so I'll kind of be checking on a little ticker on my phone. But, um, you know, I just don't want to see Prime on a trail. If he's got nine or ten wins, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be lethal. So, and he commits around. I got him at seven right now. I got him at seven. And I can honestly, I can schematically, looking at the schedule, they might sneak out a few, you know, like they did with, you know, TCU. If they could so, play USC seven times, they I know they'd, win, they'd probably have at least six. Two. Yeah, probably six. I don't think. Shit. Yeah, they look bad, man. I I don't I don't have USC even. Yeah. Sorry to keep yeah. going back to that, but I can't get that out of my head. You brought it up. Like, <laughs> nah, I got the game. I was like, how in the world are you? Okay, it's happening. Just no stop clue. it. Like, stop. No, I agree. I have no clue. That game, I turned it off because I was like, oh, Colorado, <laughs> or USC is going yeah. to rush them off the field. I was mad. I was mad. I turned it off. I did the same thing because I thought, hey, we, we're going to see a little something. And all of a sudden, you didn't see nothing. And then no. I flipped back I was, over and I'm like, well, wait, what? Yeah. 
yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Right. Getting into the next one. Yeah, Syracuse traveling down to Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. This one should be interesting for Canes fans because if North Carolina wins, nine times out of ten, we're going to be playing North Carolina next week at 730. Woo-hoo. If we lose, we'll probably get the 330 slot against them, and then Syracuse will get 730 game with Florida State. So it's got some implications here. Um, kind of interesting to me because – Syracuse is coming off a, I don't even want to say devastating because honestly, it's Clemson, you know, and we we both picked Syracuse, but it looked like Clemson was Clemson, right? Like it, they looked how they should be. But Syracuse is still four and one. They're not that horrible of a team, but I don't think they can. I don't think they can man up with North Carolina. I got the Tar Heels here, and honestly, I got the Tar Heels winning kind of convincingly. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been after Carolina man all year, and I keep saying, listen, I'm, I'm picking y'all until we get you, and then after that, I don't, you know, whatever. But I need them at five and zero oh when we yeah. meet them. I we we need that kind of what you mentioned about Texas A and M. You know, that would really help us out for them to boy if they could beat Bama. Whoo! But if I need Carolina undefeated, so I'm going to pick them. Syracuse. Four and one, you're looking good. I just, you know, I, I think they're probably going to have have a nice season when it's all said and done. But I honestly uh, put all the Miami stuff aside. I just, at the end of the day, I just don't think they can line up Carolina on Saturday. I mean, Saturday, so I, I got the Tar Heels. I mean, honestly, though, could you imagine a five and zero Miami, five and zero North Carolina next week in Tar in Chapel Hill? That's going to be a prime time game. Oh, oh, um, yeah. And then you got Clemson. Right, right behind it, they yes. could be strolling in four yes. and two or whatever five. And, no, I think four and two. They would no, it might be five and two. I don't know. I think they got a bye week before us. Um, and then you stroll along, and you got Louisville and Florida State, who could all be undefeated as well. Bro, our schedule could look really, really good. Yeah, and that could be you know if these teams continue to do that, and then you get A and M if they if they come alive and continue what yeah. they're doing. It lines up really good in our favor. As long as we do our job. Now, if we don't do ours, it don't matter. No. As long as we handle business week by week by week by week, the schedule is lining up really nice for us. I agree 100%. Moving into next game, Fresno State travels to Wyoming. This, uh, like, I don't know if you remember playing NCAA football. You got to pick <laughs> one team that just, like, it's not – you can't pick no power five team, no good team. You gotta go for oh, I used to be the I used to be the Bulldogs all the time. Fresno State was like my little go-to. Um, one because I, I my favorite dog is a bulldog. So, you know, I was like, oh, I gotta have Fresno State. I gotta go Fresno State. And I used to run the table with them. So seeing <laughs> them actually be good, and they've had some yeah. good football players come through there in the past. Yeah. You know, with the Carr brothers and everything else. Seeing them at five and oh, ranked inside the top twenty-five, Wyoming sitting there at four and one. I mean, you know, obviously they, they faced a pretty good team for that loss, but this could be a good game. You know, at the end of the day, it's got some implications for them, for both of them. But I got to go to Bulldogs. I'm going Fresno State, and I think it's going to be actually a really good game to watch. Who you got? Yeah, I got Fresno State as well. I just, you know, yeah. I think it's interesting to see this game. You got a 5-0 and and a 4-1. and 
you know, it's going to be, I guess, as big as the atmosphere could be in Wyoming. I don't right. know what, really what they do. I know I hate their stupid emblem and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I got family. I mean, they got, you know, it's, it's gorgeous as far as the eye can see. But right. we're talking football, man. And I, I just, I got the Bulldogs on Saturday. Man. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm going to watch that game if I can. Yeah. So moving into next game, Maryland travels. Columbus, Ohio, mm. face the suck nuts. Four <laughs> one. Um, this, I, I, listen. When I when I was sitting here trying to pick this game, bro, I was like, man, which what? Because I really like what Maryland's doing. I think Coach Loxley's got those guys doing what they're, you know, a great job. I don't know if they have enough, mm. and I think they can get there. Like he's doing a heck of a job recruiting in Maryland. I mean, Maryland's not an easy job, but he's he's got a nice couple of wins, sitting at five and zero. Oh. Honestly, I think they should be ranked. Yeah, they probably won't be regardless after this week because I got Ohio State winning. I think them Fighting Terps. I think they can pull an upset. I, I'm going Ohio State, but I really, really want to watch this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I really do. I agree with you that I like Coach Loxley and what he's doing and what he's got them believing. And, you know, they're doing their thing there. I just – I don't think they're here yet. So, I, you know, on this level, I, I think Ohio State shows up at home. And I think it's a close game. I, but, you know, I think at the end Ohio State handles it. I got the Bucks. As bad as I hate to say it, I got them. I, I'm telling you. I, like, I don't like picking them, but I – I've been yeah. going bad this year, man. I can't even take that one loss. I, just, I can't. <laughs> you ain't playing with it. This no, week. not this week. I love it. So, getting into a game that I'm really, really interested in. Yeah. Because LSU sitting at three and two, I don't really know who they are yet. That, that team looked like it died in second in the second half against Florida State. And they go up here and uh, lose a close one. And, I mean, they put a – like, I, I just – I don't know, man. I don't know who, who this team is. Then you got Missouri sitting there 5-0, and and I don't know who they are yet. They've had some good wins, you know. Um, you know, had an upset, obviously, in Kansas State. But is they, are they for real? You know, are, they, they got a hell of a wide receiver on Luther Burden. I mean, he might be one of the top receivers in the country. I don't know – I saw your pick, and I was like, all right, we're, we're agreeing way too much. I had to actually go with Missouri here, and I know, like, upset, right? Yeah. I'm going Missouri here just because I don't know what LSU is doing, and I'm still pissed about that, that loss to Florida State week one. <laughs> I haven't found it in myself yet to still pick LSU. I know I'm picking them a couple weeks when they play Florida, but I'm going I'm going the Missouri Tigers here. Yeah. I. So I picked LSU, but I can't argue with you. Like LSU, you got one more time with me. I'm about sick of you. I've, I've, I've talked about how you're a better football team than you're looking, and the, I, this is this is a big game for both sides. What you touched on, what what's each team doing? If LSU loses this game, man, it's gonna get ugly around there. There's gonna be some talking. Yeah, going. they need this game i know mizzou wants it lsu needs it like they need right, this one. Right. they can't afford to go down there and come out with a nail so 
I'm gonna go with you one more time, but I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, you on thin ice with me, Tigers. But I'm I got <laughs> well, I said Tigers. That goes either way. You on thin right. ice with me, LSU. Yeah, I I just you know, I couldn't. I, I just I, yeah. I, I don't I don't know who LSU is yet at the moment, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't either. I, I want to see. You know, I want to see it. Uh, I'm yeah. watching. I've been watching. I've been waiting. <laughs> and I, it just ain't – it just – I don't know, man. Something ain't – something not clicking there. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Next game, Red River Shootout. Oklahoma and Texas in the Cotton Bowl. This is obviously the game of the week, college game days in the, in Dallas. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this game. Like I want to see, is Oklahoma really for real? Because they've done what they're supposed to do. They're, you know – Scoring at will, they're, they're running offense. Obviously, they got a 35 year old quarterback, so I get it. You know, he's in his third contract in the NFL. But Texas looks good. They look the part at the moment, at least. And I'm going Texas here. I don't know if it's 49 to zip like it was last year. But I think Texas beats them and beats them kind of convincingly. And I think the pressure honestly falls on. Venables after this because their schedule isn't the toughest. It's not horrible. I'm not saying that, but they should be battling for the Big 12 here. But I, I like when you're looking at the games they played, and now they got to go get ready to play in the SEC in the next couple of years. Obviously, Venables is, is he's going to be, you know, he's going to want it. He's going to want to play, obviously. But if they can't beat Texas or be competitive, I just don't know how they compete in the SEC. Yeah, you know, I, I really don't. And they go, they'll get better, better, you know, over the next few years and stuff like that. We're recruiting classes, but I got Texas here, and I think it's a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm gonna argue with you. I'm gonna go Oklahoma. I just, I, I, th- I think they, they really, really need this game. I know All Texas, in. they really need this game, and I think not just if they can't win this, as far as them competing in, in SEC, if if they can't win this. I mean, what are you doing, man? Who are you? This they need to show up. They need this football game. Texas, you know, kind of we've seen Texas before, and every year it's Texas, and here they come, and right. And in the end of the year, kind of what you do. But I just I think Oklahoma needs this football game, and I'm I'm gonna go with Brett Venables, have them ready to play, and have that defense ready, and and I think they do enough to get out of there. I got you, man. Scrolling into next game, this one's interesting to me. Because you got TCU sitting here at three and two, who's obviously coming off a national championship appearance last year, lost a lot, kind of had a, a devastating loss of week one. Um, you get to travel to Iowa State here. Iowa State sitting at two and three. They're a hard fighting team. Like they're you're gonna have to actually beat them. I got a lot of respect for them. And obviously, Oklahoma did their thing. You know, I I, th- I thought Oklahoma went, but they pulled away late. And that to me, I don't know if TCU can do it. I, I got the Horn Frogs here winning it, but <laughs> I think this game is gonna be close. I, yeah. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I agree. I, I struggled with this one, and I kind of went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, right. and I couldn't understand why I was struggling. Then I realized I just didn't really care. <laughs> Freaking. TCU and Iowa State. I just like TCU last year. Everybody tried to, and we kind of say that. Listen, last year was great. That was last year. It's over. 
So yeah. I just, you know, I, I got TCU winning. Um, yeah. I just, you know, again, I think this is another program. They, they really need a win here. Iowa State, I get it. It's at home and, and that sort of thing. And I think what you said, I think they battle, they fight, they tough, all that. But I think at the end of the day, TC, TCU wins. I think, I think probably by – I'm going to go TCU by two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Should be fun. I'm, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Yeah. Now, let's get to this. What's good? UCF travels to Kansas. UCF is kind of disappointing a little bit. You know, <laughs> I, was, I understand it's their first time with P5, but they had a lot of hype. Yeah. Like, and I get it, they're fan, but the media had a little something yeah. to say about UCF, and yeah. you know, their fans were talking crap after mm. having a. a a lead against Baylor, like they were up on Baylor, thirty-eight yeah. to seven, and then here comes here comes the Baylor Bears, and you know, <laughs> at, at UCF, that kind of like that to me just I got so many question marks with UCF. I think yeah. UCF can be good, I really do. Their offense is high power. I just don't know what happened. I don't know what fell apart for them. You know, like you're up thirty-one points, bro. That's five scores. And you can't hold them for, for a second half. Like, what What the hell? <laughs> but you travel into Kansas, who's 4-1, who's not a bad team, got some, got some good, really good playmakers, and you're coming off a devastating loss to Baylor, who, ah, bro, they, they didn't even go to a bowl game last year. Yep. Um, I got the Jayhawks here. You know, Rocky Chalk, I think, all day long. I, I'm curious to see if, if UCF can get over 30. Mm, yeah, uh, it would be kind of kind of fun to see Kansas, you know, kind of have a really really nice year. It, it would just be kind of cool. And yeah, UCF every dang year, man. Here we go, UCF and the bounce house and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. And no, nah, I, I think Kansas wins this game. I think Kansas wins this game handily, and I think if when they do, it's going to look like an even better win. Not taking anything away from the win if they do, because you just got to play your schedule. But I think if they win this, it's going to look really good for them because all the hype that's constantly around that UCF program. Right. Uh, you know, they got some dudes. They, you know, trying to do all recruiting and you know things like that. Has some things moving and. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to to that class and things going forward after this game, on, you know, happens. So, but now I got I got the Jayhawks. I got you. Yeah. Moving into our next one, probably SEC game of the week. Mm, two man. undefeated teams here. Kentucky travels down to Georgia. Mm. Honestly, this one wasn't too hard for me here. Mm-hmm. I just think Georgia. Yeah. I think they're too good right now. Um, yep. I really like what Kentucky has, and I like Coach Stoops as a, as a coach. Yeah, I don't know if they have the manpower here to to out Georgia, Georgia, because um, they're going to try to run the ball. That yeah. is Kentucky's mo. I think Georgia coming off a, a slacking game against Auburn, almost you know losing. I think Georgia does what they're supposed to here. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest, bro. I think Kentucky might be second fiddle in the East this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I, obviously, they've already beat Florida. I, I got Georgia mm-hmm. here. I mm-hmm. think Kentucky can get to South Carolina, Tennessee this year. And, you know, if Georgia yeah. slips up once or twice. I mean, hey, who knows if if Kentucky wins this, bro? 
Kentucky's going to the national title. I'm gonna say that. Whoa! I I know that Kentucky team last week. I was I was ready to put on a blue blue shirt. I was proud. Wow. I just don't know if they can beat Georgia. I think they can be a ten win team though. Yeah, I, I I totally agree that this season second fiddle in the East. I think it's the second fiddle though is smaller than than the than the right. first fiddle. And I just Georgia is Georgia five and zero defending national champions, but they still kind of looking to really start to dominate people. Man, it's been you know what I'm saying. They they're yeah. getting the wins, and that's what matters at the end of the day. And uh, Kirby Smart even said last week, "Hey, we came on the road, hostile environment. We got to win. That's what matters." And you're right, it is. But I, with Kentucky, I I love Coach Stoops. I think he's got one of the greatest jobs in college football because he getting paid, and as long as he keep you know he wins eight nine, heaven forbid you get to ten, they're gonna put a statue out front, and yeah. you got it. Now, my big issue with Kentucky, and I think this comes into play to Georgia, and I'll challenge Kentucky. I'll just go and tell you, I got Georgia winning the game, but I'll challenge Kentucky, man. I want to see that killer instinct. I want to see that mentality. I want to see it when you get that lead. You don't just it, – it's like they get a lead and then they're like, okay, we're good. Let's just squeak. Let's just try to run. Let's just, let's just get out of here, man. No. Put your foot on somebody's throat, man, and stomp their ass out. That's I what I want to see from Kentucky. That's the one thing they're missing. I think Kentucky is highly underrated every year. You know what I'm saying? It's a team you don't want to mess with. I think if Georgia, like you said, if they a couple slip-ups, Kentucky could – but I don't think Kentucky will take advantage of the slip-ups. They haven't done it yet. And when they get a slip-up or they get a lead, they just like, okay, we're good. We're going to let them get here, but not too close. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead, Big Blue. Get you some, but I'm picking. I'm picking Georgia. I got. I got yeah. the dogs. I, yeah, I'm with you on this, man. Yeah. So obviously, big game for the ACC. You have Notre Dame five and one travels to Louisville, who's five and zero, oh, and look fairly decent. Um, Notre Dame coming off a game that should have been should have been a loss. At the end of the yeah. day, I don't know what Duke was doing. You play prevent defense to prevent your ass from winning. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and Notre Dame walks out with a win. Cool. You know, no knock to him. Um, I hope all is well to uh, Riley Leonard up there at Duke. But Notre Dame, I don't know, bro. They just don't seem like a – they don't fit the height right now, you know. And I think they need to – I think they need to. They need to find themselves. They need to find the MO at the end of the day. Where, what are you? Because you want to go to National Championship. You got some teams left on that schedule. I think Louisville pulls this out. Obviously at home, big game, huge implications for Louisville moving forward. I got Louisville. I got the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't argue with you other than the fact that I picked Notre Dame. But I, with Louisville, I just – very good team. I think we've probably talked about them just about every show. You know what I'm saying? I think they got a great team. I've talked about how much I, I admire Coach Brom and what he's doing there. He's got them buying in, but somewhere along the way they got to trip up. I mean, they got they got to have a couple. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have a good year and they're doing some good things. 
I agree. Notre Dame is another team. It's like there's not been a dominant team this year in college football. Notre Dame, I think, is another team that really needs to they, – they need this game. Uh, even though they're 5-1, they and one, you know, it's not like they, you know, are 2-3, and three, but they really need this game. And they, it they would look great. Yeah, it would look great for Louisville as well. But mm-hmm. I, I just – I'm sick to my stomach that I've sat here and picked Ohio State to win and Notre Dame. I'm about to throw up, but uh, – <laughs> Hey man, my record, my record's on the line here. So uh, I'm gonna go yeah. with the Irish. I'm gonna go with the Irish. I'm gonna put my little, uh, my little uh, leprechaun thing on like uh, Corso and kind of dance around here. I, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Irish, man. I got them, but I think Louisville's a fantastic team. And if they do win, like I ain't gonna be surprised at all. Nah, it's just gonna have better implications for when we play them in a couple of weeks. Absolutely, yeah. So many of these games, man, are so important for us. Oh, bro. We're not even playing in. You know what I mean? All these games that we're not we're even helped. involved in are so important to us. Facts. So moving into the next one. Wake Forest traveled to Clemson. I really didn't want to put this one on here. I, I kind of <laughs> just, I, you know, obviously out of respect for Wake Forest here. Um, with a trip up against Georgia Tech, they've kind of been, they've been, I don't know, like losing Sam Hartman was, was a, Big loss for them. Yeah. Um, you know, Clemson looked like Clemson last week. Um, so they still got to come out and prove it. But I think here at home, I think Clemson wins. I think they win pretty handily. Um, you know, so I, I got the Tigers here. Who you got? Yeah, it's time for Clemson to act out Clemson, honestly. And we really? talk about games important to us. Well, you know, we talked about, you know, Louisville and all this. Here you go. Like, I, I want Clemson, like you got two losses, right? The least you could do, the least you could do is win out until we get you. So, you know, I just, it's time for Clemson to kind of let some of this dust settle and all those things going on, whatever that is, been happening there, kind of get over it and start acting like Clemson. So, yeah, I got got the Tigers. Gotcha, bro. Moving into the next one. Washington State traveling to UCLA here. Washington State – Sitting at four and zero, I think they're one of the underrated teams out of the Pac-12 here. UCLA disappointed me, you know, in that loss against Utah. They just didn't look like they had any offense. They didn't look like they were even clicking. Nothing, nothing looked like it was going their way. I had, I got to go Washington State here. Um, I think they're one of the top teams in the Pac-12. I just don't understand how you, how you have a a championship game here and most of your teams are legitimately in in the north pack 12 north and i mean you can go washington washington state oregon um i mean they're like they're legit probably one two and three at this moment i mean they just look the part um so i i, I got the cougars here man and i think they went convincingly yeah uh i'm going total 180 opposite of you i'm gonna go with ucla I just look, man. Washington State's looking good. They got a good record. They got things going the right way. I just think it's time for kind of a, a little hiccup there in their schedule, chinking their armor. And I think UCLA figures it out. Man, I got, I got the the Bruins. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good pick, man. Um, and obviously, all our picks we will post them. Um, so be on our our Sebastian Lane Twitter page. Um, fun, man. We like we want to do this every week. Um, obviously a little longer than we like to do, but. Go follow us on Facebook, Sebastian Lane. Um, it is not a group. It's literally a page. So you can just type in as if you're looking for a person, Sebastian Lane. 
um, on Twitter, Sebastian Lane Show, at Rasta Edits, um, at underscore D Franklin. Follow us, like us. You can talk to us on there. Go hop in uh, Discord, chop it up with us. We're always in there, um, dropping stuff in there. Uh, obviously, the visitors list is in there. We talk football, we talk recruiting, we got everything in there, bro. Um, it's not just football and canes. So um, go hit us up on YouTube. I'll be in the comments throughout, obviously, the show. Um, so we'll be interacting with you guys. So please go like, subscribe. Uh, let us know what y'all like about the show, which I don't like. Y'all want to change some stuff up, add something. Let us know, man. We're always open to new ideas. We appreciate everybody that follows, everybody that listens. Um, go check out the other shows, Maxed Out, Flow, uh, Miami Mayhem. I think there's this Thursday night. Now they switch, so go follow them. Um, three Live Canes on Wednesday night. Tune in, man. We're always talking football, man. It's what we love. It's what we do. What you got, Dave? We're finna get up out of here for tonight. Not much, man. Just uh, tune in. Uh, if you can get out to the game, get over there, man. Pack it out. Support these dudes. You know, bike hat game. And, uh, hey, you know, one game at a time, man. Beat Georgia Tech. Let's go. 5-0, baby. 5-0. Yeah, Let's do it. As always, it's all about –